They slingshot around the moon. Go back in time. Go into Collect time two whales walk. come Get forward in time. Could you wait till I finish my joke before you <laughs> steal it? Sorry. <laughs> Son of a bitch, we both went to the same place. <laughs> Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that is stuck between a heart that says I don't want to miss a thing and a brain that says I'm a getting out of here. Every week I pause for a laugh when I don't get it, it's fine. For the purposes of the <laughs> listeners who are all wonderful, we just looked witheringly at him, but it was quite clever. I'm a getting out of here. I'm your Englishman, Ian Whittington, and as always, this is my Irishman, the man who came here to drill or be drilled, and he's not particularly fussy about which. It's Sean Berwick. Accurate, accurate. And here to save the day like a plot convenient Ben Affleck riding a metal armadillo with an angry Russian, it's Albert Hogan. Woohoo! Hey, I'm back. <laughs> Be honest, you never left. We just always switched off your mic. <laughs> yeah, this is just like a hideous editing snafu that just keeps popping up every week. Welcome back, Albie. Delighted to have you here. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. I didn't realise how much you loved Armageddon. You really love this film. Um, I, I, I just really remember it being an amazing cinema experience. Um, but past it, tense. It, it's yeah. It's well. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. I think we're on <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh, I oh by the way, I'm not like a massive fan of it. I just think it's quite ridiculous and therefore sort of enjoyable. I, I would go one further to say it is ridiculous. It has more holes than Swiss cheese, and I really enjoy this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I, I'm, I what I meant by the opposite is that I remember not liking this film and thinking it's shit. Watched it this time round and I love it. It might be like my new favourite film. It's so good. <laughs> but so bad. It's so, so bad. Um, shall we do some news first? To the news! That's super Sonic. No, the news isn't Sonic. News team! Assemble! Um, I suppose, so when we were talking before the show about, um, hmm, any news this week? It was like, well, I don't know. Any good obituaries? No, well, maybe. Um, any good move? No, not really. Oh, yeah. The Oscars. Those, that little chestnut. Should probably probably talk about the Oscars somewhat, shouldn't we? Be interesting now to go through and see, of the three of us, how many of the winning films have we all seen? Um, so let me just do what. I have the list up in front of me here. I'm just going to blast mm-hmm. through. So... Best original screenplay. Have we all seen Promising Young Woman? Yes. I have not. Oh, man. Okay. You should watch that film. Sean hates it because he doesn't like women. I love it because I'm an, an active feminist. Dislike of women and my issue with the film are two separate things. Um, Both true, uh, but just separate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, best adapted screenplay, The Father. Has anyone seen that? Yes, that is. No, it's, I, I did. It's good. It's good. It looks yeah? good now in the trailer, I have to say. Mm. Yeah, it is good. Um, international feature film Another Round uh, No uh, Best actor in a supporting Daniel Kaluuya In Judas and the Black Messiah Which I have seen And I will be discussing again Momentarily Good Nice okay. no, Good 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 No I haven't seen it uh, Makeup and hairstyling Ma Rainey's Black Bottom Now 
Which part? I haven't got the list. So which part of that is the film and which part of that is the director? Oh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is the title of the film. It's Chadwick Boseman's last film. Uh, costume design, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Best director, Chloe Zhao, uh, Nomadland. Nice. I, get, I haven't seen no, it. It's great. I, I enjoyed it. Cool. Cool. I'll go on the list. Best. Oh, yeah. Actually, this is good. Best sound, sound of metal. And yes. I've seen it. It's excellent. Oh, man, I need to. What, what you mean? You mean te- you mean Tenet didn't win best sound? Huh? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you over the sound of the irony. <laughs> Lol. And yes, you do need to oh. see Sound of Metal. It's very good. Have you seen Whiplash? Yes, I have. Has yes. it got a similar feeling? Not to even a little that? bit. No. Okay. Fair enough. No. I won't like it then. They're very, very different. <laughs> very, very different. <laughs> Um, it's about a chap losing his sound, isn't it? Sound, Jesus Christ! His ability his to hearing. hear sound. Yes, good. Yeah. Yes, I mean not good. Yeah, it's but... the amazing, amazing Riz Ahmed. Uh, yeah, excellent. he's fantastic. Incredible. He's just so good. Uh, live action short film, Two Distant Strangers. I have not seen that. No. Um, no. Animated short film, If Anything Happens, I Love You. Great title. Uh, animated feature film, Soul. Yeah. Anyone I'm seen that someone. here? Yeah, a few times. I I really liked Soul. I didn't like it on the first watch, but on the third watch, it really got to me. But no, I like it. I think Soul's good. I think it's it's pretty standard Pixar fare, but it's it's good. Oh, visual effects, Tenet. Uh, it's bullshit. How did Tenet win a damn thing? I don't, I don't even think the visual effects are particularly good. It hasn't been a big year, though, has it, for like blockbuster films? Well, no, that's true. I don't know. Harley Quinn? I think Harley Quinn deserves yeah. it more than Tenet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actress in a supporting role. Uh, I may be pronouncing this incorrectly. Yaon Yujong Minari. I must say now, I've not even heard of the film. No. This is great. This is thrilling stuff, by the way. We're going down a list of films that most of us haven't seen. It's great. In Woo! one of the most uneventful film years, years on record. I tell you what, let's... I'll, I'll, right, I'll do this. Right, Original score, Soul. Yay! That's uh, what I thought it won. Gotcha. And it did. Uh, original gotcha. song then, Fight For You, Judas and the Black Messiah. And I was quite annoyed initially because Husevic from Eurovision was nominated and I was like, that is a crime. That should have won. That is brilliant. Then I went and properly listened to Fight For You and it's like, oh yeah, no, okay, this is really good. I did love I, I did love the um, the performance of Husevic oh, in the ceremony. incredible. Yeah. You know, my Marianne, that that woman can sing the house down. She's amazing. She is incredible. Um, yeah. I really, really recommend people watch that performance if you haven't seen the, the show. It's really, really good. Yeah. Was there a Eurovision this year? There will be a Eurovision on the 22nd of May. Sorry, last year. There was not last year, no. Okay, cool. Got but it. we did get the film. That is the most interest you will hear me have about Eurovision. <laughs> not a We fan. will be having a special episode just talking about the Eurovision, I think. I'm busy that week, sorry. Yeah, so, all right. Picture Nomadland. We knew that, which is great. Actress in a leading role, uh, Frances McDormand, Nomadland. Yeah, she's great. Uh, just in general, I obviously. And then actor that. in a leading role, Anthony Hopkins, the father. Can anyone shed light on... There was controversy or something over this. He was seriously not expected to win, I think. I think there was a, there was a general hope, wasn't there, that Chadwick Boseman had... Get a posthumous. Oh, that was win. the anticipation that this was yeah. the chance to give it to him, yeah. and it was a bit of a surprise. Um, so yeah, there was there was quite a lot of upset on on Tinterweb um, when mm-hmm. it was announced. Um, 
but you know the oscars work in funny ways sometimes they work in white male ways yeah although this is one of the most like diverse lineup of winners i think we've ever seen um we've got like the, the second female director um Catherine Bigelow being the first, if I remember rightly. Um, yeah, Zero Dark Thirty. 30 right? yeah. Yes, um, which I worked on, which was great fun. Um, how do you mark it? Genuinely, how do you mark it? That film, or uh, do you not need to? You you lean into Jessica Chastain, and yeah. you have some really really good video stuff. And the challenge with it was though that it could come across as just like another kind of. 9-11 you know, film. U- USA kind of film yeah. um, when actually there was quite a smart story behind it. So you, you lent into Jessica Chastain and Catherine Bigelow, two amazing women mm-hmm. behind the story. And that's how we did it. Yeah. That's awesome. And she's so good in that film. She she's really is. so, yeah. so good. Has anyone seen Mank? No, but I have heard it is very good. We just we need an ep- maybe we next year or something we actually watch these films and do an Oscar episode. That's a really good idea. It's a smashing idea. If only we had free time. We do a, a podcast lot. about watching movies. We have free time. No, that's fair. <laughs> Alrighty, so that's the news, I guess. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> we didn't have a lot to. It's just one of those years, isn't it? It's going to be one of the. I mean, the lineup is great, but it's. Yeah, there wasn't a huge amount to choose from, was there? Everyone's pretty much... I'm amazed as many films came out as did. Um, but yes, I have something to recommend. So to the recommends. To the recommends. I recommend this week. Um, I'm actually going to recommend the first hour of a film, <laughs> uh, which is Stowaway um, uh, on Netflix, okay. which is Tony Collette and uh, Anna Kendrick okay. and Yvonne from Lost. Which uh, Matthew Fox, um, Kim, Kim from Lost, like the main guy, huh? main guy from Lost, um, Daniel Day Kim. Thank you. Oh, I thought you were saying him. Sorry. No, Kim, uh, Kim, Daniel Day Kim. Um, this is like one of the moral episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation where there's a moral dilemma at the heart of the episode and they kind of the Martian their way through the moral dilemma. Um, really, really worth watching. The first hour, at least. The next 50 minutes could absolutely ruin it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, Tony Collette is just awesome. She's not Australian, is she? She is. She is Australian. Okay, so she's allowed to be Australian in this film. I was like, that accent is really, really convincing. <laughs> she is She is one of the few actors out there that can do no wrong in my book. I think she is just... She's been excellent in everything. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, ever since, ever since Muriel's wedding, she's been like in my top 10 actor list. Yeah. Have you seen her in Shaft? Which is such a weird film for her to pick no i haven't actually i'll have to check yeah, that she was in the very first shaft um she isn't given a huge amount to do but she's fucking brilliant in it she's easily like the best actor in that film um so like th- this film itself is there's not really anything you can say without spoiling it um they're on a mission to mars things go wrong moral quandary ensues i'd like to see a little bit more 
of the Martianing. So them actually using science to science their science the shit out of the problem to get out of it. Um, they kind of stop a bit short on that, but it's because that's not the focus. The focus is the moral dilemma. Um, but it's really good. Anna Kendrick, uh, I was talking to Sarah about it on Twitter. Don't really buy her as an astronaut. Um, she's kind of still giving off a school teacher vibe. So yeah, I would recommend it. Go watch it. Alrighty, I think I will. Good, hmm. Albie. Um, I have a TV show actually to recommend. And... No, I'm sorry, movies only. Oh, movies only. Okay, I'll shut up then. Uh, <laughs> no, damn you! I will recommend this. Um, uh, it is for for people who kind of like those sort of historical TV shows. It's Leonardo, which is on Prime Video, um, which is actually very very good. Um, it has the wonderful Aidan Turner uh, of Paul Dark fame, who is. Irish, so we have to, you know, support him. Is this shirtless man? This is shirtless Paul Dark, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I know about Paul Dark. And why I really like so I've been actually weirdly, one of my kind of um tasks this year has been to read um biographies of famous historical figures. Um cool. try and read one a month, or listen to one in my case. Um and I've been listening to the Leonardo da Vinci one, which so going into this show, I was surprised by how true to the the story it is in that they play him unashamedly gay um oh brilliant that's the, really cool the female lead in it is basically his friend and not his lover which is kind of the, the obvious mm. way to go with things yeah um and there's just a lovely kind of um there's a nice vibe to it um and i so i'm just really enjoying it. about five episodes in really recommend it um it's a nice easy watch if you're kind of into things like Medici or um, the Borgias and things like that. This is a better version oh, cool. of that kind of show. Um, and Aidan Turner is amazing in it. And, um, you know, it's it's just one of those nice, easy watches. You can throw it on and um, follow along quite nicely. So, yeah, that's my recommend for this week. And I also, re- I also, I also recommend the biography, which is amazing because the guy was just insane, like so crazy <laughs> talented. Um, he just, you know, listening to all the stuff he achieved just makes me feel really um, inadequate. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, do more with your life, Albert, please. Yeah, exactly. Now, where can we hear this story? Is there a particular service where we can hear it? All good audiobook <laughs> providers will be able to <laughs> share that service. <laughs> good. But Audible's a good way to find it, yes? Uh, Audible is, is certainly a way of finding <laughs> it, yes. Fantastic. Um, man, you've just, like, embedded yourself into some, like, Da Vinci stuff, haven't you? Just multiple yeah um, i mean I, yeah i didn't know the show was coming and i'd kind of had made a good start on on the biography and then uh all the marketing kicked in i was like oh this could be fun but it's probably going mm. to be like a really trashy soapy version of it and actually it wasn't it's pretty pretty spot on um so yeah so there you go so cool. that's my nice. recommend for this week sean have you managed to watch a thing or have you just been in a box uh, a little bit of both, but no, I did manage to catch Judas and the Black Messiah, um, and absolutely Daniel Kaluuya earned his Oscar. Um, it is, it's heavy, it's very heavy. Um, it deals with the, I suppose, kind of the rise of the Black Panthers in Chicago, and the politics behind a lot of it as well. Um, like it's not a straightforward as I thought it was going to be. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's... 
yeah, it's a, it's a heavy, heavy watch. And it's told through the eyes of uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character. Uh, and he's brilliant as well. And he... Well, it, this is kind of not a spoiler because the clue is in the name. Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield has been... The, the cops have got him on a charge, right? He's going down. Unless he can get you know, start getting information on the Black Panthers. Um, and so he does. And things happen. And you will hate Chicago cops. Uh, oh, just uh, cops. It's, uh, it's heavy watching. It's 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 not the heavy, like there, there are hearts, if you know what I mean. Like it directed really, really well. Um, yeah. And I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. But yes, Daniel is fantastic in it. He's just great, isn't he? He's so good. He's such a good actor. Yeah, just yeah, basically. Just yeah. people making us feel inadequate about ourselves. Um. <laughs> great, good. I will watch that. Uh, before we go on to Armageddon, which I'm really excited to talk about, um, I really don't like Apple. I'm getting really pissed off with Apple. Okay. We're gonna have a little little rant here. Why are they so allergic to earning money? This week's sponsor is. Uh... Uh, <laughs> like they make it really fucking difficult to give you any money unless you own all of their product i just i feel like, like just make it open to everybody like don't it's it's like cinemas like why make your popcorn and your sweets so expensive like you would sell more if it was cheaper um but it's, so I'm trying to sign up to Apple TV and I can't because I haven't got an Apple. I've got an Apple ID, but it's linked to an old email address. Um, and that email address is linked to an iPhone, which I don't have anymore. So if I want to reset it, I have to have access to that iPhone. Or I can do it by using another Apple device. But I don't have any Apple devices in the house, so I can't do that. So I have to now wait 16 days for a phone call from Apple that will let me reset my password. Does that not seem excessive, Sean? Yes. Sorry, I've been an Android user forever, so I've been like, eh, screw Apple. Um, I had an iPhone for one year, and it has fucked me. And it was it was fifteen years ago, and it's still well, that'll learn you. me now. No, um, it well, it's incredibly <sighs> excessive to wait for a response to anything. Um, yeah, you would have thought maybe that there would be... A, because, obviously, Apple TV is new as opposed to any of their old products, you know? Um, that if you had on 15 years ago and therefore had an Apple account... Like, I'm fairly certain I have an Apple account out there, but yeah. God only knows what the deal is. Well, good luck trying to get it reset. I can tell you that it'll take you at least 16 days. I, like, I actually I want to pay for a service, Apple. I want to give you some of my money each month, and you are now preventing me from giving you money. You bastards. Right, anyway. Armageddon! So, uh, that, well, before we go on. Continuing. From, from, from Ian's first world problem to, you know, yes. the end of the world. Seems like an appropriate uh, segue. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we appreciate Aww. that that is motherfucking Charlton Heston doing the intro to this movie? It's like, you know, that was just like, haha, wait a minute, What? Yes. Oh, that is a nice intro. It also looks great. Yeah, absolutely. What do you mean the the asteroid? The 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 whole opening end of the world scene. So, as if we dive straight in, what was interesting about that is obviously this is pre nine eleven. 
That opening scene probably doesn't get well, made. Uh, no, it gets, no, I mean literally the opening opening, like the opening credits, is it the asteroid that destroys the dinosaurs. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah. in space and in the narration and everything, that the yeah, unnecessary that, bit. That, I, right. Got you. Unnecessary. Shut up, you. It's um, fucking unnecessary because I know you. what killed the dinosaurs. I don't... It's not... When NASA says there's an asteroid coming to Earth, I'm not suddenly thinking, huh, what's an asteroid? That's weird. I have no context for what an asteroid is or what it could do. The preamble's not needed. But, you know, this film isn't exactly an art house film, is it? It's, you know, talking to a very broad audience. So, you know, sometimes you've got to set things up for people. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so maybe. Maybe there are some rednecks that were like, well, I don't know about them dinosaurs. They all sound like Forrest Gump. I don't know. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, jump in the York scene. I actually checked on this, so I, I, I had the year of Armageddon wrong in my head. I thought it was earlier in the 90s. It wasn't. It was 98. So, obviously, three years go by, mm-hmm. and there was a discussion of re-editing the film, uh, and they decided against it. They well, said, 100%, because the very, very last shot of that opening sequence yeah, yeah. is the two towers on fire. It's really fucking eerie it to is, watch that, knowing what we know now. When you think about it, there's now so few examples of... Well, certainly damage to those buildings in film because there's so many disaster films from one to the next. But um Yeah. Yeah, but there there was for well, sensitivity Friends reasons. Edited, yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Friends just edited out the scene the cut scenes in New York, took them out, and I just don't agree with that. Yeah. Like they still existed, they were still there. I don't see why you have to cut it makes more sense to edit this out for me because it is showing them on fire, which could be quite quite I, I understand triggering. the the Sony decision for the Spider Man marketing because that was only a trailer. Uh and it was Spider Man spinning a web between yeah. the towers and it was in the the weeks following the attack. So I do understand the decision not to run with that trailer. Yeah, unless your movie is about Spider Man hunting bin Laden. And it's we're back not to a good idea. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's because she's ginger doesn't mean that she's Mary Jane. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I suppose, actually, right, the question for the three of us, before we get in, um, because we've already disagreed on the opening narration, did we like this film? I do. I think it's... It's completely ridiculous. You have to sus- suspend all sense of reality, science, you know, common sense. But... As films go, you sit on the edge of your seat for the majority of the film because it is literally one thing after yes. another. Um, and even though I've seen this film, you know, several times, rewatching it again, I still found myself heart beating at moments, kind of going, "Come on, come on, you could do this," knowing that they could do it. Um, so, in that sense, <laughs> I think it's successful in terms of like, you know, summer blockbuster, get the heart going. Um, you know, really visually interesting, um, some mediocre acting, you know, all good, ticked all the boxes for me. <gasps> Take that. I back. said some, I didn't say everyone. No, I think Ian's point is like, Take no, not even back. mediocre. Yeah, no, it's absolutely horrifying. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. Like, it is the perfect summer blockbuster. Um, as in, it's got your bang, bang, boom, boom. It's got the love story, which actually, there's a funny, there's a funny story behind that. Uh, it has, in fact, got Michael Bay in the film, which is the first time this time. I've seen it a couple of times as well. Yeah, he's one of the sci- he's yeah. one of the NASA scientists. It's his is mop really? of hair, I recognised, yeah. Interesting. Is he the one that keeps stuttering and he's had too much coffee? He doesn't speak in it. He's just uh, uh, more of a one physical of cameo as opposed to anything else. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, I have to say, the pretty good casting in this film. Oh, this uh, cast is insane. Like, the my first note was, yeah. this film is just filled with what-the-fuck moments, and, ha, huh, they're in this film too. Like, oh, the, the cast is faces, just non-stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, no, I, I, so I think I saw the... I've only seen this film once before yesterday. And it would have been in 1999, the year after it came out. Um, oh, wow. From, yeah, huh? I remember getting it from Blockbuster with a... Again, this could be an invented memory entirely, but I remember, in inverted commas, um, getting it from Blockbuster, um, getting pizza and such, and watching the film and thinking, this is cool, and also dumb, but this is cool. Um, put it to bed, never watched it again. For whatever reason, every time I went to rewatch it, I was like, eh, you know what? It's not for me. But... Rewatching it this time, I was like just hyped. I had like a, I had a Bruce Willis hat on. I was like, "Yay, go team! Freedom, independence!" And I was just all over this movie. I was like, plot holes, I don't care. Science, fuck it. This film's fantastic, and I love it. It needs an Oscar this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a retrospective Oscar. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, Honestly, I had so so much fun. It's, it's, um, I didn't notice the two and a half. Oh, hour I'm just, actually, I, I know. I, I texted you after last night, and I went, "Oh, this yes. is a the, Armageddon is not a short film." But I didn't feel like, "Oh, what a slog!" At the end of it, it's no. Well, when I saw, oh, oh, I do want to. I do want to. I have to make a point about the editor. I don't mean the cut length of the scene. The, the, that's bizarre but that's fine that's michael bay i'm used to that at this point 1.5 seconds is the average cut length right i mean there's some really weird uh choices where scenes are inserted like so in the whole kind of i'll call it the first 20 minutes or so all of nasa scrambling around and they're oh here's a bit of and then with zero context it moves to the oil rig i'm like okay that's fine but then it keeps doing that and and there's no kind of and then it keeps there's going Liv back Tyler to walking around yeah. talking to the clients. Okay, that's fine. And then it's, oh my God, this is doom. This is the end of the world. I was like, sure. It's like it's it's not about it's not about contrast. And there's no like through theme. This is just, huh? I need to keep the pace going, and this is the easiest yeah. way I can think of doing it, that. You're and right. it does. To be completely yeah. fair. You don't get any time to breathe, and it is frenetic, but it's not... I'm not going to say it's intelligent filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose we should do the synopsis before well, we get asteroid. to the film again. Um, yeah. It's quite an easy one, actually. Um, asteroid heading for Earth. Miners, not children, actual miners, sent to Asteroid to bifurcate Asteroid um, success. Oh, Bruce Willis dies. And it's definitely not Deep Impact. Lots. It's definitely it's not. very similar. Well, well. I put it in well. the same bucket. I know Deep Impact impacts, but... Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of uh, quotes from Michael Bay about Deep Impact because they were obviously, they were both being made at the same time and mm-hmm. he has been quite disparaging about that film. Um, so, by... It seems like Armageddon went into production first. Um, and... Uh, did you catch in the uh, screenwriting credits uh, a certain Mr. J.J. Abrams? I yes. did in the opening credits. I was like, that's got to be one of his earliest I things, think so, isn't it? Yeah. It's got to be right up um, there. And Michael Bay, apparently he was invited to a screening pact. Now, I, I wasn't able to catch where in the production schedule, like whether Armageddon was fit or anything at this point. Um, but he, because he had said some mean things about DP, particularly about Taya Leone 
versus Bruce Willis. Um, and he was like, yeah, like when you get an actual star, come talk to me. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. And I think he has since apologized for that remark. Yeah. This does have the better cast. There's no doubt about that. Like this cast is frigging incredible. You even get a sneaky Gabriel Lorca. Um, just turn up at NASA as well, being the most intelligent man in the room. Um, yeah, I'm a fucking genius. Um, Steve Buscemi, Owen Wilson, Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, Billy Bob Thornton, who is one of my favourite underappreciated actors. Uh, he has the best lines in the film. It was like, how didn't we? How didn't you guys see this coming? Um, well, we <laughs> we only get to like survey three percent of the sky, and begging your pardon, sir, but it's a big ass sky. <laughs> but that's exactly Fair. like that's the reality isn't it like that's I the reality it. that's it. it you got the defense person that's like hey we spend a hundred thousand dollars a year on nasa you need to be worth it it's like fuck you guys we send people to the moon i love i do love the character apparently a lot of the miners dialogue was improv along the way maybe that's not the final scene like but it. as in it like they were like go and do something with this nearly workshopping yeah. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing is Bruce Willis, uh, sorry, Harry chasing AJ through the uh, through the fucking rig with a shotgun after he's found him in bed with his daughter, which shouldn't have been a massive surprise. I'm sure there would have been. If they're at the point of becoming engaged, he must have had inklings, but he just goes 100% hills of eyes on him and just like, no, nah, I'm going to shoot him. So it's all fun and games until someone gets shot in the leg. But I think he will kill him. Then he will absolutely kill discharging him. Discharging a shotgun on an oil rig, probably not recommended. There's got to be some oil around, hasn't there? <laughs> How brilliant does Liv Tyler? I mean, I'm just... I remember being, like, mesmerised by her in this film. Wonderful in this film. Visually. Now, yes. think about what she's given to work with. Yeah, and she's, like, 21 at this point or something. Yeah, she's know. only a baby. Yeah, I think she's overdoing it perhaps but i'm not an actor so i don't know but it her her performance and meatloaf and aerosmith take me out of the movie completely i i just skip it fast forward um doesn't do anything for me at all it, it feels like the most un- inappropriate song to pair with a movie. Oh, you mean that I particular scene? Like thing. where they're with the animal crackers? I could still wait. It just, shut up. I hate that song yeah, so but you're, much. Yeah, but, but so, you're dead inside Ian, so... That know. is true. Well, I am. Yeah. But it's I have the, it's a Bruckheimer thing. I have the same problem with Top Gun. If, <gasps> if I had to hear Take My Breath Away one more time, I was going to scratch out my own ears. No? Am I on an island here? on an island, my friend. Take my breath out. It's just when I hear lyrics in a movie and it's not on the radio, it takes me out of the movie because I'm like, well, they can't hear this, which means I'm hearing something that they can't hear, which means they know I'm watching. Donnie Darko, Mad World. (laughs) There's always an exception. Smart ass. (laughs) And don't even try. uh, the Power of Love in Back to the Future because that's playing on the radio so I can just assume that it's constantly playing in the background I'm okay with yeah. that's right I'm okay with that um, I would say Echo and the Bunnymen The Killing Moon yeah. Donnie Darko well, Donnie Actually, Darko, Darko just does bloody everything right to be honest the more I think about it the more that is a perfect film I love it um, like you get you get the different characters in this film instantly 
so credit where credit is due you're never left really wondering of the mm-hmm. important characters i mean what is their purpose here now there is a lot of faff even among the miners there's like all right so for example skipping right to the crash of the independence right and owen wilson's death is given some weight it's like oh that's sad did you realize that two other people died in that scene just because they worked for nasa yeah Oh, there was, no, no. There yeah, was more so miners. Was, so same as me. Yeah. <clears throat> there was another miner. No one mentioned him. Oh, shit. Which, which miner died? The one who, he made the request on the piece of paper for two friends to become American citizens, no questions asked. <gasps> oh, him! Yeah, never oh, mentioned. Damn. No one even asked his name. Is he even, his picture isn't at the funeral, is it? It is. Oh, it is. Oh, damn it. I thought it's that was the last people. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. That's so weird. And also, I, couldn't, I could still barely tell it was Owen Wilson. I was turning my head just like, which one's that? Like, mm. Oh, yeah, he's dead. But it's one of those things you can kind of... I was surprised by it because they split the crews. And I was like, well, the only reason you have two in this is because you've got to destroy one of them. There's no way this movie has both of them. But I couldn't tell who was safe. So I didn't know who was going to die. Usually it's telegraphed pretty well who who's safe and who isn't i didn't think owen wilson was going down there lo- a lot of them are like even the ones who are would never ever survive the me too era looking at you steve buscemi uh, he had <laughs> he was very funny in interviews he took on the role when it was something else altogether it w- he was yeah. not a lecherous man he was nothing like that and it was i think it was maybe something similar almost similar to jason isaac's role and he was like, yeah, brilliant. I can break mm. away from this typecasting. And then he was, they basically rewrote the part. Oh, that's amazing. Because he says it multiple times. He's a genius. He has multiple degrees. He's gone to MIT and whatnot. Um, and he's like, so why, why are you doing what you're doing? And it's like, the scenery changes. They pay me a lot of money. Um, and I get to play with explosives. <laughs> Just, yeah, you can be super intelligent. But if that's what floats your boat, that's what floats your boat. Um... No, I think this is one of the funniest action films I've ever seen. I think it's written so, so well. Like, if Bruce Willis acted like this in every single film and didn't phone it in, I'd be so, so happy. Like, I watch him in this and Die Hard, and I'm just like, why haven't we had more of this Bruce Willis? Were you like me when he flips the switch at the end? Were you just screaming at the at the TV, yippee ki motherfucker! <laughs> oh, my God! Like, that's Such what I was a thinking. missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, <laughs> now I have a nuclear weapon. <laughs> the, the, the thing I like about this film, though, is like, it feels... Okay, plot holes and conveniences <laughs> aside, yeah. visually, like, because they actually got access yes. to NASA, they, they shot with some of the real stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really interesting that way, in that it feels expensive because it is. Um, but not because it's production design, at, at least for those earlier bits when they're in the train, they're actually in NASA doing yeah. it, which is, is kind of nuts. Um, so that's where it feels sort of a step above the likes of Deep Impact or other kind of uh-huh. it feels disaster movies doesn't at the it? time. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's even a Top Gun cameo with a needless fighter jet scene inside it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. true. I mean... Yeah, if if every every second of film costs X amount of dollars, yeah, it was totally needed. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but yeah, just not needed. Um, 
so it is a bit of a leap. So NASA, the basic this, the prelude to this asteroid totals New York. Now, there's an interesting thing about the asteroid that isn't mentioned in the film, but it specifically locks on to the capital fucking city of the country that it happens to be aiming for. Like, New York, Paris, wherever it was in Japan. Um, but it just... Oh, that was... <laughs> sorry, that was Shanghai. It's China. Shanghai. Fucking Shanghai. Like, really? Really? Like, I know it would have been boring if it hit Sahara or Iceland or the Pacific, but really, you had to take out the Eiffel Tower, the two towers, and... <laughs> But that's just, that's like a trope of disaster movies, isn't it? It never hits in, like, you know, Turkmenistan or yeah. you know, Bulgaria. It's, it's, it's always, like, major cities, isn't it? Yeah. It's the one um, good line, urgencies. They like to hit the landmarks. The one good oh, line. That's it. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's the most meta line in the history of cinema, I think. It's so self-aware. I love it. Um... um yeah, so, so sorry, NASA are trying to... They immediately think that... Well, the army thinks that everyone's under attack. NASA says, no, sorry, it's actually a meteor. Sorry. I don't know why they're apologising. Um, and they figure out that they've seen it way too late. There's 18 days to go. They can't blow it up. They can't laser it. They can't make a solar sail and float it away because, shit, they've got 18 days to build this thing. Um, the best bet is to apparently find the best miners in the world, mine a hole in the asteroid, and put a nuke inside it, which will bifurcate said asteroid and send it around either side of the planet. Because gravitational pull isn't a thing in this universe. Right, thank you. And this thing is dense as fuck. Yeah, it's a massive, massive issue. If the moon was enough to send it in a Three-way spin on its third axis. How is the Earth not just magnetizing these two things together? There's a there's a there's a quote from Michael Bay just about the lack of scientific accuracy, gravity, and he goes. um, So this is it's specifically in reference to the shuttle explosion. Of course, there's a big explosion in space, and he goes, Mm -hmm. "Yes, we know that's not accurate, but not a lot of people know that." Like Michael. Agreed. A lot hey. of people know that there's no fire in space. It's true. Hey, Star However, Trek does it. Star Wars does yeah. it. Any Trekkie watching this is going, all right, but there is actually, right, I don't know if this is still a thing, but NASA, as part of their training program for new astronauts, screen this movie and go count the mistakes. And I think the record is something like 175. Yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. Hmm. They should make a YouTube channel about that, like counting up all of the like the errors and actual inaccuracies in a. I think it would do quite well. You could have a series. The bit, I, the, the the bit where I kind of lost it was like, oh, we have two shuttles, and in the space of a couple of hours, we've gone from Earth to the Moon. Um, you know, which normally takes now, days, right? I assumed that this wasn't set in 1998. I think it's set in the future because these shuttles aren't shuttles that we have and that second um, third stage rocket that they have that accelerates them don't exist that's not something we have it's yet. based on an idea so it's not built it was based on an idea from the 80s um of a joint venture between the air force and nasa uh, which i think ended in not disaster in the way the challenger ended in disaster but it just ended it was the failure um so yeah. i think that's where they extrapolated the idea from so it's one of those things like I know what to do I just don't quite know how to do it yet like yeah it's the and then we're shifting 
far, far more towards like ion drives and away from chemical propulsion because it's so it's so counterproductive. The more thrust you need, the more fuel you need, which is more weight, which means you need more thrust, which means you need more fuel. It's just there's a point where it's a zero sum game and you can't you can't do it. But um I love talking about rockets, I really do. Excellent. <laughs> Welcome to it to, to our intensely analytical analytical nerd here. Yay! Yay! That's me. Um, I mean, it still feels like a leap. Are they? Is is mining? Is mining really the crucial element here? Well, it's drilling, not even mining. It's even more drilling. Specific. Yeah, it's just drilling a hole. Especially if you land on the right bit of the fucking asteroid. I feel like you wouldn't have even needed this drilling team. What you need are astronauts. <laughs> I mean, like it's, mm-hmm. it's. I'm, I'm sure. Have we? We've all heard from Ben Affleck, have we? It's on the commentary. Yeah, it's yeah. He's, it's very uh, good. He he said. Well, I once asked Michael Bay. You know, why are you sending drillers into space? Would it not just make? Or why are you training drillers to be astronauts? Would it not make more sense to train astronauts to be drillers? And Michael yes. told me to shut the fuck up, and I never asked yes. him again. <laughs> It's so true. And they tried to logic it away because NASA have stolen um, Harry's design because he's not just a great driller. He's also like a mm. an engineer. mechanical engineer as well. And he's built the best drill that's ever, ever been made. And all of the brains at NASA with a patent and instructions still cannot build the fucking thing. I do love I do love that line, that throwaway line from Jason Isaacs, which is like, but was it Jason Isaacs? I can't remember, but he goes like patents don't oh, yeah. mean anything in space. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. And they, they give it lip service of well, technically patents don't apply to space. Uh, apparently oh. apparently they do now. Apparently someone's actually dealt with that because of I think you'd have to, because the amount of shit that you send up to the ISS and the amount yeah. of experiments, you could argue that so many modern inventions were actually created in space and therefore you can't make money from it. Um and God forbid you don't make money from something and it's actually just in the public consciousness. Um, so, again, this is why you need the, the frenetic cut between oil rig, NASA, oil rig, NASA. And NASA eventually says, yeah, we need some some drillers. Oh, this is why we're on the oil rig. But um, my favourite line from that opening scene is Liv's trying to uh, explain why she's in love with AJ. And Bruce is just like, he's not a choice. He's a lack of options. I was like, my God, you can apply that to so much. As lack of options go, though, it's a pretty good option Nin- to have. 1998, on. Ben Affleck was chiseled he's as anything. He's that jawline. Oh, now he's swole. Uh, he is. Uh, he is. Literally, so he in this, he's the chisel. He still is. Are you and kidding me? In BS, he is the rock that was chiseled. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, and also, those are not his original teeth in this movie. So basically, his teeth were so... Michael Bay decided on camera it looked like they were his baby teeth. So at a cost of about $20,000, he paid for them to get new teeth. That sounds like something Michael Bay would do, though, to be fair. Ben Affleck got new teeth for this film. That's really weird. There is some stuff, like some creepy stuff that doesn't age well. Like Steve Buscemi, whenever there's an FBI agent around, he's just like, I didn't know how old she was. We're not talking to you. She told me she was overage. Still not talking to you. Mm. And the general lack of female characters that aren't love interest or like really, or that the astronaut who's just like, I'll break your balls if you say anything. Exactly. She's the the hot astronaut. Yeah. Um, 
and, and there's there's there's, 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 a, there's a scene in in the control center in in Houston that really annoyed me because it's like doing the pre-flight check and mm. it's like going around and it's like white guy white guy white guy white guy uh-huh. white guy and then he goes all right ladies and gentlemen and it's like no, they, there is no ladies here at all. Like it. it's men. It is definitely not a a film that um, portrays women in the best light. No. I mean, and to to be honest, no, I was going to say like, the the Independence when it crashed. You'd imagine that's where the female astronaut would have been. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> he was piloting that one. Um, do you know what I? There is a lot, and Michael Bay is infamous for this. There is a lot of flag waving in this and independence and freedom and everything. But oh, after a while, on. you just yeah. kind of go, listen, I knew what I signed up for when I yeah. hit play on this film. Yeah, You may as well call them Lincoln and Washington. Oh, uh, USA, oh, USA, USA. Yeah, this is a big joint venture between all these different space agencies. Really? Because there's a fierce load of American accents on these uh, rockets. Yeah. And yes, we have Peter Ormer playing the most Putin Putin to ever Putin. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, and yet he is. Nice, good. But he has he has the best line in the film as far as I'm concerned, which is the uh, American parts, Russian parts, uh, they are made in, Ch- in Taiwan. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's so good. It just doesn't matter. But it's the ultimate, wait, that worked? It's like, in Russia, Spanner fixes computer. Just stop bashing it until the fucking thrusters come back on. It's like, also, who's actually trying to do the science and fix the thrusters? It's the woman. Get to side one woman. I he literally, to fix he literally pushes her out pushes of the way. Her away. Yeah. That irritated me no end. Oh. And it, what's worse is it fucking worked. Yeah. Like, I just wanted her to flick a switch in the background and like, no, it was her. Absolutely. No, but that is uh, you know classic Michael Bay. Of course it is. I was going to say, do, do what I really noticed at the more at the beginning of the film, and obviously it continued, but um, because it's been parodied so many times, the revolving camera, like no one can stand there without you getting a three sixty look at them, you know, uh, and even the <laughs> clock that's counting down, like it's kind of yeah. all right. And now I've seen every rivet and everything. It's fun as the film goes on. I think when it, for films like Transformers, say, um, and uh, Pearl Harbor, agreed. I hadn't noticed it as much. Now you can't not notice it. It's like it's it's a gimmick, and it's a fun gimmick, and it works for this film because the entire film is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is not a movie making style. Transformers. The only ridiculous thing about Transformers should be that they're metal aliens, mm. like. The rest of the story is actually quite heartfelt, and they put tons of um, tons of layers into it. It doesn't match that hyper editing style that they just spunks all over the place. I mean, I have I have basically I think I've messaged you Ian when I was watching it saying like I have motion sickness watching this film because it yeah. is so <laughs> like it doesn't stay on anyone's face for longer than a couple of seconds. No, it doesn't, and it's it's. It is hard to keep up, but because the story is so simple and so basic, mm. you know, yeah, you you can you can still keep up with it. I feel like it's probably you know for for you, Ian, who loves to edit, like it would nope. be, yep, you wouldn't want to be in that booth watching that editing going nope. down. Nope, okay, nope, nope, nope. I if he requested me to edit in this style, I couldn't do it. I would not be able to. The time. 
the time every single time you edit it takes time that it must have taken 17 years to edit this movie it was actually filmed in 1984 it just took so fucking it, long to edit it was yeah. it was it was a relatively very short from pre to release schedule for which um bay bay has actually apologized for this film he said if there's one film i will apologize for it's armageddon and he says it's because i would make the film completely differently today knowing now what i know about that like you know as you say it's very choppy scenes are seemingly out of order um you, the, the yeah. story is there the, the story for what there is of a story is there um and you know there's a lot of you know uh, there's a lot of God in this film, which I hadn't actually... I didn't remember that at all. Yeah, but that that doesn't surprise me, knowing because I wouldn't have known that this was these were men from the Deep South, um, Bible Belt, God-fearing Americans. Like, this... That wouldn't have triggered when I was younger, but this time around, it totally made sense. And one of my favourite bits is when everything is going wrong on the asteroid. They've broken two drill bits and a transmission, and... Ben, um, not Ben Affleck, Bruce Willis just looks at the sky and he's just like, just give me one thing, God. Just one thing go right. And the beautiful irony is that he's looking into fucking space. Like, you could look down, you could look sideways. That's mm. just as likely to be where heaven is because you're in the sky. Also, I think you're someone, up. I can't remember which character does, but someone kind of comments, well, he's more likely to hear you up here. <laughs> it's probably Steve Buscemi. He he apparently um, played... The, so he wrote his own kind of back... A couple of them did, but he kind of wrote his own backstory to this. And he played the role from the moment he was brought into NASA. So obviously there's the... <clears throat> space dementia scene. But even before that, he played <laughs> yeah. it from, from hearing what was happening. This is a suicide mission. None of us are coming home. Um, And yeah. so that kind of then mixes up with... You know, I think it's why he goes as crazy as he does. Because he's like, it doesn't matter. You know, we're all going to die anyway. No. Yeah, this is a one-way ticket. So, Which is why he gets the 100000 He gets the, what is it, $10,000 or $100,000? at a 60%. From the mobster. You know. Yeah. I, and just spunks it in one night. Because he's like, well, I ain't coming back. Like, I don't, I don't have to pay this off. Oh, I love that. Do you remember? So they're all being arrested outside the club. And he's like, I'm an astronaut. And the, and the thug that was fighting them. Yeah, we're all astronauts here. <laughs> I love it. But again, so he reminds me so much of his character in Con Air. It's almost like just if that guy wasn't a criminal, that's who we'd have. Because when... Um, they're in, I think they're in the rocket and they're waiting to take off. And his line is like, you do realise that we're sat on like a tonne of rocket fuel, two nukes and a million moving parts. And it was all built by the lowest possible bidder. I love that so much because it's such like a depressing thought. It's like, yep, whoever offered to pay the least to build this. You're just like, that's who did it. Welcome maybe, to capitalism. Maybe talk about this when we're already in space. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe not as we're about to take off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I've just read one of my notes. Fire on a space station. Uh, nope. Fire in To your space. earlier point. <laughs> so, they get the, the compilation introducing us to all of the miners, I actually think is really good. And I think it's... It's Ocean's Eleven, movies, isn't it? it? No, yeah, it absolutely is. And I think more movies should do that because Ocean's Eleven does it really, really well. Oh. So I know, especially when you have 11 people, it's... You're not, you can't give them all a massive backstory. And I think a lot of films are 
scared to put a full stop and say the next 10 minutes is going to be getting you used to these people. It's not going to be cleverly interwoven into every other scene. You're just going to get it now, take it, make some notes, move on. But I think think it works. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's like I said, I I get who the characters are and who they're meant to be. You know? Um, I love, love, love Michael Clark Duncan in this film. Him on that motorbike chasing like yeah. whizzing through the yeah. fbi i love that so and good. he's he's so good i want to know how the helicopter picks him up because the helicopter like parks up in front of him i was like right what's your next step because he will he can go around you unless you're gonna like hook him up well i mean what's to say that they won't um no i think it's great and the good thing is you don't have to worry about the motivations because yeah the motivation is stop big rock <laughs> i mean you're not wrong um <laughs> You're right. Because I would like to live, thank you very much. And I would like the rest of the world to go on existing. Exactly. Um, Yeah, if the news got out, well, it's basically the worst bits of the Bible. It just goes through a list of shit that would happen. It's like, there's, yeah, it's, or or what is it? So, we've got this far in the pod and we haven't talked about Will Patton yet. Um, And Chick is, he's he's the right-hand man um, he is great. He's also apparently a traveling salesman, or at least that's what his ex-wife has told his son. Mm. Um, well, it hasn't even told him that's his dad. Yeah. So, like, less than 24 hours later, you know, there he is on TV walking in. That man's your daddy. It's like, <laughs> okay. Although I suppose she's still... How about... Uh, yeah, how about you wait until he gets home? Yeah, Maybe. Because you're about to give him a dad and take it Who away. Who the hell was doing security on the tarmac at the end of the film, by the way? <laughs> Even the, um, yeah, the Steve Buscemi's lady yeah. lover, yes, turns up. And it's like, what? Also, that's the other thing that annoyed me. Because, you know, knowing how space things go, like all the astronauts go into quarantine. Like no one gets near them before or after. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So Especially... It's like, from this asteroid, the Full radiation, at admittedly, least. well, yeah, it admittedly has shit that they've never heard of, they've yeah. never seen. They're, if anything has microbes, it's that. Yeah. And but, what have you done? You've just dug to its deepest steps and unearthed it. But then we wouldn't be blessed with the leaving on a jet plane moment um, with Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler Leave basically getting true. on a jet plane. I think Bear I is fantastic. Him. He's so, so good. <laughs> I love that during the testing, he's the only one that breaks down and I cries. Just, I get a hug, you, <laughs> hug off you or something after this. Oh. There's, there's some great logic as well, because it's like, right, well, I know that I'll be a, one of, I can't remember who it is. It might be, I can't remember who it is, but... It's like now, no, I I know that I I mentally I can survive up there. I don't know if I can survive this in this room. Like, no, this probably will break me, but I'll be fine up there. Ooh, shout out for that psychologist who fails them all but doesn't. It's John Aylward, Anspa played yes, Doctor Anspa, who was the head of County General in ER for many many years. Good, smashing, and it is smashing, and I'm quite pleased about that fact. <laughs> And I was as well when I saw him. Good. So I'm right there with you. Thank you. Sean. That's why I said it, because you know, intelligent people would enjoy that. Oh, yeah. good. Nice. He does equally have one of the best lines. Um, Billy Bob Thornton is like, are they just tell me, can they physically survive going to space? And he's like, 
I'm amazed they survived the tests. <laughs> oh, poor... There's just so many succinct one-liners. It is very in this good film. for that. It's so good. There are there are moments where I was like, oh my god, this is the Simpsons Homer goes to space episode. No, it really like, is. It's it's that close to it's it at times. Good. I mean, which is also one of the best episodes of Simpsons <laughs> in my opinion. But yeah, that yes. deep space Homer. Sorry. No. Hey lady, I came to drill. Huh, what a coincidence. <laughs> so did I. Oh my god, that was brilliant. Oh. It's you come so hear me with good. that needle and Jesus I'll stick like, it yep. in your nose. Uh, uh, it's all of it is so good. Um the first half of the film is just banter, hilarity, ridiculousness, but Jesus fucking Christ, just does the tone change when the independence yeah. gets hit yeah. by the rock? And it, I think it is a different movie after that point. It is. There's still jokes. There's still Steve Buscemi, but fuck, that is a tense, tense. That's an entire movie mm. on its own. That that is quite well done as well. Where you see the yes. the the astronauts get like sucked out, blown, blown blow, out, sorry, blown, blown out, out yes! blown out in yes! space. I'm waiting for um, one of you dickheads to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that is like pretty intense, and then you see the body come and hit the other one. On oh, that was yeah, it's rough. that was grim. It, it's the this when the obviously the rock hits the thrusters, then they're going down. The screen gets like everyone get your helmets on. The screen gets smashed, and their faces because you can see on their faces they know they're fucked. Like they are mm. not making out of this. They've got a few seconds to come to terms with their life, and then they get blown out of the window. It's oh, it's fucking um. insane. Um, there is, so we, we've spoken about obviously the scientific accuracy or lack thereof of the film, which is fine. Um, and there's loads of bits we'll talk about still, but there is one thing about this film that annoys me, and it doesn't follow its own scientific logic. Which is a specific it's, thing that bugs me is I like it when movies, they can have ridiculous rules as long as you follow them. One scene, we were watching it last night and one scene that was pointed out straight away is it's they're drilling away anyway and as they're retracting the drill, you have to take off the the drill bits and they just chuck them onto the ground. They just land down and they go boom and there's a like sound. So it's like, yeah, the armadillo's staying down because it's got thrusters. Why did that metal thing just fall as it would on Earth? And land. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. So, and the, and there's, <laughs> yeah, the other the other bit the other bit for me was when um they fire the bullets at the side of the crashed one. It's like, would bullets work in in this kind of Are gravity? They firing from the outside in, inside out, from the inside out. But it's oh yeah, like, it's full of holes. But, no, no, but, but, it's, but when Steve Buscemi, yeah, no, yeah. that as well. But when Steve Buscemi fires it, those bullets should react differently. Yeah. Also, isn't there like a safety button on that there thing really so that be. your madman can't just pick it up? And that do was that? like a thumbprint. Uh, Michael Bay admitted that that was added to the armadillo, which okay, they used it for the uh, independence scene, but it was added because the toy company said cars with guns sell more. Jesus Christ! So I was like, all right. I did wonder why does it need a gun, uh, especially a fucking rail gun? <laughs> Just in case the drill bit doesn't work, you're going to shoot a hole into it? I mean, I'm, I'm offended nobody even thought of doing that. Yeah, just keep going. Ah. Um, yeah. But can we just talk about the plan? So it is the the rockets go up into space, gun it towards the moon, 
a slingshot around the moon. Go back in time. Go into Collect time. Your whales walk, come get forward the in time. Could you wait till I finish my joke before you <laughs> steal I'm it? Sorry. <laughs> Son of a bitch, we both went to the same place. <laughs> Make sure Spot gets his calculations right. Pick up the whales, get them into the Klingon ship, and then slingshot back around the sun. All home in time for dinner. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, perfect. Planet saved. Yeah. Well, moving on to the actual plan. Great. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Nerd! I believe that's um, <laughs> Mr. Nerd to you. Yes. I still don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they need the slingshot around the moon. Because slingshots are to conserve fuel. Not and also the logic was, wasn't it, that they would have a more unobstruct, unobstructed road into the asteroid, which makes no sense because all the fragments would come behind it. Equally, so. yeah, exactly. Also, they can't see the dark side of the moon. How can they see the dark side of the asteroid? How do they know that's the best place to drill? They would have zero visibility of it. Also, what's lighting the asteroid? The sun. But if it's spinning... Like they say, it's, they should be going oh, in no, and out. 100%. Of... Yeah, they should have massive motion sickness. Um, uh, uh, also, the... Oh, no, wait. No, I got the film. No, I didn't. Yeah, sorry. The Russian space station... Mir, yeah. ...has artificial gravity because it's spinning. Not that size, it doesn't. For that to work, it would have to be fucking monumental. 2001 A Space Odyssey. It has to be huge. All that yeah. is going to do is... If it's spinning fast enough to create gravity, it's just going to pin your ass to a wall and you're going to vomit. It's not going to magically yeah, be like... I love oh, how geez. he's just... Yeah, I love how um, our Russian friend is just like running around like he hasn't been floating for the last... Like whatever, 18 months. 18 months. Yeah, muscle atrophy <laughs> yeah. just is a thing that doesn't happen to Russians, yeah. apparently. <laughs> yeah. He's so Russian, he actually atrophied the oxygen around him. <laughs> yeah. Space became less effective by having him in it. Mm. Uh, but oh, having said dear. that, Peter Stormer is a highlight of the film. He, oh, he's he's fantastic. He breathes he's life so into that into this section of the movie for sure. The second half of the movie, it's not devoid of humor by any by any accounts, but I think he gets the lion's share of humor in this bit of the film. Yeah, him and Bashemi. But it's yeah. like Bashemi is by accident what he what the Russian is by design. Yes, that's a great <laughs> description, actually. Yeah, P- poor L. William Fichtner. Fichtner. Fitchner. Fitch, Fitch, because he's, uh, I, I really like him. I think he's really good. He always turn, turns up in these kind of bit roles. Um, mm. And mother of God, he's inconsistent. What, as an actor? In, in, in this film, like the character is all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it, the entire scene on the, the space station is just, you just think it's fine. It's a refueling. Did you have to blow up the damn thing? Movie like they could have. You could have had some close calls. Excuse me. You could have had some close calls, but instead you just torched it like it's dead. And they still managed to get ninety percent of their fuel. Yeah, ninety. What a in ton the of in, in, shit. in the five minutes that they were plotting. Jesus Christ! Like also, why did a why did AJ? Why was AJ left down there in charge of the override? B, why did he allow himself to be left down there in charge of the override? He didn't understand the instructions. How slow is that man on a ladder? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that too. Especially in, it's not complete gravity. Like, uh, they should all be dead. Push yourself up. Um, 
but they should all, they should all be dead. Yeah. But yeah, it's like poor Elmir, bye. Um, and yeah, they everyone just gets away at the last moment. It's all very exciting and everything, but it is kind of fun. Although the concussive force of that explosion, as big as it was, probably should have destroyed those shuttles. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, they're still fucking connected when the umbilical cord is blowing up. Like, they took some damage. Mm. They don't have shields. It definitely took some damage. And it, and my kind of, like, um, political West Wing brain was going at this point going, wouldn't the Russians be really mad that two American <laughs> space shuttles just blew up their station? <laughs> but yet later in the film, they're happy to bounce a signal off and get something out yeah. of space. Like, that would be... You know, not really. Out, out of context, <laughs> out of context, what happened here is that two American shuttles went to a Russian space station, kidnapped a Russian Jesus. cosmonaut, and blew up their space station. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that would be. Mm. Oh God! There you go. There is your explain a film plot badly for Armageddon. It really is. <laughs> and, and technically, and technically, the Russian saves all their lives in the end. Yeah, that's not technically does. about he it. Does he by absolutely hammering does. the yeah. hell out of that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Do you know what is quite moving, though? We skipped over it, but the president's speech to the world yeah, and the astronaut, slow motion, iconic, mm. re, uh, orange spacesuits, astronaut, slow motion walk. Um, it's a really touching speech. It's really good. It's a good kind of comma in the movie. It was actually, it was, um, so Michael Bay uh, didn't like presidents in film, right? So when they were doesn't he put one in it, every single damn film? It does now, but this <laughs> this was his uh, the the water break on this one because he had watched I think it no Joey it was Contact, and he had got really annoyed about how they had um, manipulated footage of Bill Clinton to suit the plot, and he was say not he wasn't annoyed like oh don't do that to our president he was just like no it looks dumb and it immediately dates the film. I actually, so, on a rare occasion, completely agree with Michael Bay. I don't like it. I know it didn't happen. Um, and agreed, it dates the film. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to say it does. There's there's one episode actually of Doctor Who, Ian, uh, End of Time. And there's a whole silly oh, thing about sorry. Obama has this plan to get us all out of the recession. It's all like, <sighs> okay, that's you're obviously You've trying to hit buzzwords here. The other thing it does is Doctor Who often uses actual BBC News presenters, which once again dates your episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The bad CGI will do that for you, Doctor Who. Don't worry. Did you... Here's another little bit of um, trivia, though. That's uh, I think Stanley Anderson, who plays the president, is also the president in The Rock. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Another Michael Bay film. Yeah. Um, so is is it the same president or not? That's the question. Oh, oh same universe. Uh, I like it. And yeah, no, I agree. That was that was a good speech, though. That definitely it's moving. Yeah. That hit a, it Michael hit a good emotional note. Yeah. Does no, it does pull on the heartstrings. Well, I will say that that got me, and the the bit at the end, even though it was completely unrealistic, um, the the boy embracing his dad, the salesman, the day before. That, oh, yeah. that got yeah, me as well. That combined with, I just want to shake the hand of the bravest man I ever met. <laughs> and Billy Bob Thornton getting the mission badge. Yes. Aww. Well played. Again, well played. Another, another thing that is subtle but very well done is Billy Bob's injury. Mm. So he's never made it into space, always wanted to. And I mean, this is probably another comment on Michael Bay's editing. A blink and you've 
fucking really miss it, there's a brace around his foot. So he obviously has a has a physical limitation that prevents him from going to space. And it's just it's a nice extra layer of depth to a character which didn't take long to put in, but oh, it's just him and Billy Bob. This film doesn't work without this cast, does it? Well well even more than that, um I don't know, Albert, if you saw this, that whole backstory that was Billy Bob brought that. Apparently he likes mm. playing characters that have some sort of physical um, mm. disability. And so he suggested that actually here's the reason why your man cares so much because he really wants to be up there with him. There was an injury when he was younger completely. It flunked him out of the uh, space training program. And, you know, there's this already this deep connection and this deep, you know, want yeah. to be there. And that was Billy Bob who brought that to the film. I'm beginning to think that Michael Bay didn't write a damn thing in this film. It was all the, <laughs> the cast is like, you know what? Here's the asteroid story. All of you bring your own shit. Just people let you run with your own backstory. It's like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Billy Bob but took what, 10 was, damage was, at one point. But wasn't there like nine, wasn't there like nine writers in the film? Like nine few. credited writers. And there's some it's... uncredited ones as well. In fact, JJ only got a credit because he did some additional character stuff that Michael Bay liked so much. But... That was he was kind of picked from the team because now this happens in lots of productions. People will do passes over scripts and um, a lot of not to talk about it all the time, but a lot of Star Trek stuff. You get a lot of page one rewrites, but that necessarily end uh-huh. up on the episode, um, which is yeah. sucky if you're a writer in Hollywood. But uh, it does it happens on a lot of productions. Yeah, more often than not. Um, but yeah, no, I think the tone of the film changes when the independence blows up. Um, it's suddenly very, it's a lot more real. And you kind of think, oh, maybe they're all mm. not going to make it out of this. Um, and just to add insult to injury, the, um, it's going to call it the happiness, the freedom overshoots by a huge, huge by a marathon. margin. 26 um, miles. Of this. Yeah, yeah. 26 miles. But I mean, ignoring the fact of how did you pick that landing site? on the arse end of this asteroid, how did you even know that that was... And they, they've picked that spot because it's less yeah. dense than the rest of the asteroid. How they found that out, I don't know. But um, they've now hit a bit of the asteroid that isn't just fucking iron. It's iron, iron plus something else. Which to... Yeah, but there's some elements that he just doesn't recognise oh, as well that are well, apparently gonna... super hard. I love that. I love, I love that bit with the, like, giant microscope attached to his so helmet good, which is it? just like sure in 17 days you had time to do that as well as design a mission patch and do all <laughs> these things it's just like yeah it's another one of those moments where you're like oh convenient and they all have their name tags as well like it's like okay i mean maybe they are really quick to knock up but why like yeah why there's what, a lot of faffing get on the fucking rocket and go and blow yeah. up this bitch I'm still amazed that they allowed them a day, like an evening, to go away and do shit. As like, I know that Billy Bob protests, but you didn't protest enough. Like, no, I you tie them down. This is happening. All right, did you forget Pretty the killer happen. asteroid that's coming to Mars yeah. at what twenty-two thousand miles an hour or something? Context, especially, especially considering it comes down to the last second. Every like, time the bomb, yeah. the the. Blowing the asteroid in two, like everything was down to the last second, wasn't it? Yep, the whole thing. Um, that, geez, that extra ten hours would have been quite nice, wouldn't it? It would have been quite pleasant, really, wouldn't it? Like, think yeah. about it. You were like, oh, 
do you know what's actually quite nice? We are able to come home, bit of a relax at the end of it. Yeah, now we get to maybe get to maybe watch a little bit of this light show. No. Also, the amount yeah. of times no. that they go and try to blow up the bomb on the surface, it's like, but you know that won't do anything. Yeah, so why? But I think they're they're doing it because doing nothing definitely won't work. And as humans, we have this weird thing where we think doing something, even if it has a zero percent chance of work of working, the fact that we're doing something means there's a chance it might work. It's like, nope, nope, it's not how things work. the The universe doesn't give two shits, doesn't give one shit whether you're being proactive or not. Physics. Oh, physics. You have no place in this film. Yeah, um, it's actually quite touching when the when in, where the independence crashes, freedom eventually lands, and the first thing Buscemi says is, "Where's yeah. the other ship? Where's the?" It's. Oh, I get that these people are. They're friends. feeling it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's a there's a cold logic to William Fichtner, um, that I kind of appreciate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's the well, he's not a body. But he's kind of a villain, sort of, for a few minutes. Ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was a brilliant. There's a brilliant bit where, uh, all right, listen. So they're drilling. It's taken a while. It's bloody iron, ferrite, and many other things. Um, they keep, you know, yeah. they blow the transmission a few times, and you know they're running out of time. Um, yeah, they blunt the blade after twenty feet. Like, yeah, we normally like, get this after like three hundred. Not what they wanted. Uh, yeah, um, exactly. And then, but I, I do. So I think I know where you're going with this. I love when he's like just demanding, "How deep are we? How deep are we?" And Bruce Willis is just avoiding it. He's just like, "It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how deep we are." It's like, "You fucking tell me right now how deep we are." And he's like, nah, "56 feet." <laughs> what now? Uh, Sorry, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Keith David, who yeah. should be a four-star general in real life let alone in a film. Yes. Um, yeah, gets the order. Blow up the bomb. Do it remotely. Yes. Yeah, it reports back to NASA. Um, and the, the key isn't just that they're running out of time. It's that because of reasons, the moon has thrown the asteroid into a spin on its third axis, which means that communication is spotty and will be gone entirely. So they have a window of about 12 minutes where they can blow up the nuke. But see, what's annoying is that outside of that window, the nuke Mm -hmm. can still be exploded, but it can only be exploded by the people on the asteroid. So this isn't a, we do it now or it never happens. This is just the army not trusting the people that it sent up there to do the job. I love love Cheek's response. There's the two of them sitting in the room and, you know, the, the timer on the bomb starts. And Chick just goes, Harry, why is the timer on that <laughs> nine-foot nuclear bomb switched on? <laughs> it's, it's very Home Alone. <laughs> Harry! Harry! Um, this is a brilliant scene. The the countdown to trying to convince uh, Fichtner to, you know, let them, give them a chance and everything. Uh, Bruce Willis is brilliant in this scene. Like, and I really get this. Like, he does panic here very, very well. Um, yeah. I'm going to count down from three and then I'm going to make you shoot me because like, this is not happening. Um, I, I don't kind of get his misplaced 
confidence that he's going to drill the 800 feet. It's like, I have I've never missed a depth that I've promised I will get to. Yeah, well, you've also never been to space. You've never drilled on an asteroid, and that asteroid has never been aimed at the planet Earth. A lot of variables here. I don't really trust your word. But apparently, your man does, and he's just like... They basically do like the predator arm grab. <laughs> just like, let's do it. Let's disarm this bomb. And let's go red, 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 blue. Blue. Oh, shit. Red. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> right, why, why did he go into that with such confidence if he didn't know which could work? Why had to go? He was just like, I can do this. I, I can't like, do this. Like, I get it. You're a NASA technician. This is amazing. This is wonderful. Are you also a nuclear munitions expert? <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced nuclear. Oh. Uh, you got to wonder in real life, do do like real bombs have red and blue wires? And is this like a thing? Is it is it authentic? I, I would love like I would love honestly cut this one stamped on every single input like that that's the wire. Uh, yeah. You know, like because In case of emergency cut this Yeah, exactly, wire. yeah. Uh, because we we were but we were watching it last night as well, and now maybe we're totally wrong, but we're like, alright, so the bomb has stopped with two seconds to go. It's like now, surely that's still fully primed. Like, you've stopped the countdown, yeah. but does that not mean the bomb is armed and primed? So, in a couple of minutes, when Steve Buscemi is riding the bomb like Slim Pickens in Doctor Strangelove, <laughs> it's like, shouldn't they He's all radiated. have, like, vaporised? Yeah, all, he, all of his, like, baby seeds are dead. They're gone. They're all, they've all got, like, five heads. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my child. Uh, his so, name is Hydra. Please stop riding the nuclear Zero. device. <laughs> I love it. And he's still dead uh, serious as well. And then he's yeah. like, oh, I just wanted to feel what it was like to have real power between my legs or something like that. <laughs> I was just like, oh God. It's so good. But it's he's, he's agreed with Bruce Willis. Okay, let's carry on drilling. And then he's faced with madman Steve Buscemi and he's just like, oh, I really, really agree to this. Is this our only hope for Earth? J- James it. James was watching it with me, and at this point, he said, "Just shoot him! Like seriously, just shoot yeah. the guy." <laughs> I'm know? glad they duct tape him down. Like that is the yeah. own, that is a logical Apparently thing it to is, do. That is um, NASA procedure. Like if if there is an issue like that, and you have to take it's yeah, duct tape him sense. all the way, um, and then yeah, then Peter Stormare is just like la 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 la. Oh, I'll take this mask and tape off your mouth. Were, were you not paying attention? <laughs> No! Uh, Stop it! Uh, it's oh, a burden. He oh, he wasn't there I think for that bit, actually. Brutal. Now that I think about it, Peter Stormare wasn't there I mean, for why he was duct taped. No. no. But also, I think it was just like, hey, I don't want to carry all the comedic elements well, in this film too. on my own, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> like let you loose so you can say some good Correct. lines too. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, they're four hours behind on the drill. Like, I don't. Like, how do they gain that? Oh back? well, because. Four because hours. AJ says the words "trust me, Harry," and there you go. Yeah, right. I've got a thing on that actually. Trust me, Harry. Based yes, on what? Exactly. The last two times, the last two times that you did this, you fucked it. So, what are you basing this trust on? It's not like you were successful on your last two. Um, just blow exactly. caution to the wind. You broke the simulation and you blew up your oil yeah, rig, and, like, and you don't really get. Second chances. Sorry, Albert, what were, you, what were you going to say there? Oh, I was just going to say that it would have been a very different film if uh, Harry was actually Ian, 
nothing would have got done. No, nothing would have got done. We wouldn't have done this. He like, tried to he tried to logic everything out to the point where no, nothing would happen. Yeah, we would have, would have started off by wouldn't it be a lot easier to train these astronauts to be miners than to train us to be astronauts? We just gave <laughs> over it. Wouldn't have gone any further. I think I think it'd be a good film though. You know, um, in Earth's time of need. A manager of a DIY, a DIY store is called upon. Hey, I've got yeah. some resources. I could do some things. I could I could manage the shit out of the team, but I don't think I could actually go up there and do much. Um, um, kind yes. of. Like... Oh, sorry. What was the, the most brutal line that he says is, you and your men are the biggest mistake in the history of NASA. Oh, that Pretty hurts. Dumb. Look, there, there's some... That's deep. There's some seriously poor uh, script choices. Um, one is uh, in in the big climax, so I will slate that in a moment. But um, yeah, like that was a bit like, oh, dude, like that's silly. But I felt bad for poor Max. He was consistent. Yeah. You know, he was doing his job. He was yeah. following all the rules. Yeah. And he didn't have the fucking smarts to put on his helmet and jump out of the thing. Why was the helmet yeah, even I off? I don't get that. Why? I've, I do not get why at all. Um, but again, that scene is brutal because you can just see it all going wrong yeah. a minute before it does. And you're like, he's going to get cooked in there. The fire is just going to blow him up. But no, he just gets poof, thrown into space instead. So what happened to Max? Is he still floating around out there? Yeah. Did it blow straight did it, away? That's I thought sure. it blew I think up. It blew, it? it blew off. No, it just floats like off. Like it got blasted off the rock and then. We're fresh out of yeah. walk course. Like that's it. You're done. There's no more armadillo. Uh, it's like uh, that. It's like in First Contact, that Borg that just hmm. gets blown off the floated off into space. Yeah. Which he's still out there somewhere. He's just yeah. assimilating some shit. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. A pack yeah, like picked a, him up. A seriously big oversight <laughs> on the part of the Enterprise. Like, find that Borg. Yeah, should probably yeah. pick that up. Yeah, 100%. Um, I do like the message with NASA, um, where he's just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing down there, but we got some shit to drill up here. Could you please stop <laughs> trying to kill me and my crew? Yeah, exactly. Um, again, that was like another plot thing where it's like, oh, and now uh, Four Star General and all the army people have just like, quietly left the room and got on with their day kind of thing. Because there was a coup of NASA. They were sent in. They booted everybody out of the way. And, okay, like, that didn't work. We'll then. leave now. You can NASA, who just undermined us, you can carry on and do your jobs again. Um, I do love that Billy Bob isn't complicit. Like, he works to sabotage mm. the military's attempt to blow it up. That's really cool. I love the bit where he says to the president, that you've killed us all or something like that. You know, he's, yeah. he's not afraid he to... He's just passionately saying, like, blowing up the nuke on the surface will do fuck all other than waste a good nuke. It will not work. Even Bury it 50 foot down and it will have a better chance exactly. of working. At least, I mean, okay, I know they say 800, but would 700 be so But You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah, it, it, it anything is better than blowing it up on the surface. It's just not going to work. Um, well, it's a bloody good um, thing that another armadillo turns up, isn't it? Well, isn't it just the plot convenient Ben Affleck on an armadillo? Gee whiz. How did, how did he get down well. from that like cliff? In the words of Michael Bay, shut the Movie. fuck up. <laughs> also, also, that's the other bit that annoyed me. For most of the journey, it's this beautiful, you know, soft, flat landscape that allows this. And then 
oh, Spikyville, let's just fly the ship. Spiky Canyon, and that works. Like, I know, I, I thought, this is where Russian's going to die. Mm. This is definitely where he dies, because he will sacrifice... He survived? He should, Wait, well, what? obviously, none of them should. <laughs> I, but, yeah. No, um, totally not. But, thank God AJ gets there and tells Harry to trust him, because they get down to the right depth. To the to the meter, yeah. like, just within a nick of time. They've got 45 minutes, I think, until... Um, yeah, until they hit the point of no return, which I just, my God, why does it have to be to the second? Because there's margin of error is a thing. I think it would have been fantastic if they'd miscalculated the point of no return. I was like, oh, we fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Turns out you needed to blow it up before the moon. Yeah, exactly. Like You're about an hour overdue. It also would have been in, in kind of theme with the movie where everything went wrong, right? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Like every possible thing. Yeah. Oh, it's so. I mean, finishing with the timer on the nuke going wrong. Just when you think, "Yep, we've hit the right level, oh. we can set the timer, everybody goes home safe." No, the timer's dead. There's no way around it. Someone has to stay behind and press it. Of course they do. Of course. And so this is what I was saying earlier about Fickner's cold logic. It makes perfect sense. He goes. Well, it takes two people to fly the shuttle, so you guys have to draw straws. I was like, all right, or nobody else just hold the fucking steering wheel, no? All right. Yeah, you fucking mercenary. Yeah. Just get Max to do it. The best thing is, like, try and find Max yeah. and pull him back. Like, saved your life. Now, could you do us a favour? You're technically dead anyway. <laughs> you were on borrowed time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's NASA. Like, surely, surely you can jerry-rig something that is... All he has to do is press a button. Like, can't you... I, what's the range on it as well? Or is the what well, I know they what I mean? There is a wire on that. Yeah, so does the wire go all the way down? That makes sense. I don't know. I just feel like could you not make a Rube Goldberg device that just like sets it up and then knocks it over? Um, the last bit that really doesn't make sense is obviously, of course, Bruce Willis is the one that stays behind after AJ gets the short straw, but. Bruce pulls his airline out and then pushes him in. Yeah. Let's hope he doesn't need that spacesuit on re-entry. Yep. Um, but what what else as well with that is... So, Ben Affleck was talking about that scene, right? So, originally, it hadn't been written to be so melodramatic. Let's be honest here. Right. Um, and, they, and he and Bruce Willis apparently agreed, no, like, this is heartbreaking and it's very very sad we're gonna we're gonna really lean into this and i think there was another reference to like you know all oh, the idea of men saying i love you to each other it would you know i think the script was like too much might have kind of muttered it to each other uh which is all well and good but there is arguably the worst line slash delivery of the movie is as the elevator is going back up into the ship bruce willis goes my son like, all right, move yeah. faster, steady on. It's a big leap to go from I hate you, I'll shoot you in the calf rather than have you marry my daughter to I always saw you as a son. Which makes the whole relationship a bit incestuous, a bit. doesn't it? Super weird. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah. I did however like I did, however, like the line afterwards where he was like something like, Well, that seemed like a good idea, <laughs> you know, or when he suddenly yeah, he realized, like, shit, what have I done? Yeah. Oh, this is a dumb idea. <laughs> so what do I do now? This is a really bad idea, John. <laughs> this uh, this scene with between Bruce Willis and Liv Tyler, 
was actually shot on the very first day of shooting. So they were both asked, all right, you need oh, to wow. give your big, massive, emotional climax day one. All right, good luck. Uh, wow. Apparently he was looking at pictures of his kids while he was doing the his side of the, the scene. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I mean, well, she was thinking of all the jokes that would be made forevermore about Steven Tyler singing while yeah, she's sleeping with Ben Affleck. So that would also make me sad. <laughs> yeah, that's it, uh, But having said that, that scene gets me. Yeah, no, it is pretty It's pretty deep, isn't it? It's intense. Um, but yeah, of course, one last problem. Bruce Willis gets blown away. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, yeah. Yes, <laughs> There's another explosion or gas release of some sort because funnily enough, this asteroid is pretty pissed at being um, drilled apart. Oh, I um, did. So he has to crawl That's his way back. That's a good line. I did like that of like, oh, everything's going wrong. The rocks are falling down. And I, th- I think it could be Steve Buscemi. I'm not sure. He goes, knows we're trying to kill it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and I love that... Um, I, I love that he's just like, why? Like, we're all going to die. Like, why did you have to rescue me? I had a perfectly good spot picked out to see the end of the world. The world yeah. He's just going to ride this this asteroid into the atmosphere. He's so resigned to this just being a one-way trip. Also, a one-way trip that fails. <laughs> but I think the dumbest thing is your pilot trying to when he realizes that it's been too long and bruce should have pressed the button by now he goes to turn around and i'm like there's no logic in that you're better off just flying to mars because you're not going to make it back to blow up the asteroid so your choices here are go back to earth and hope this works go to mars and live a new life there (laughs) you've got air suits in your spaceship in your in your spaceship with an ion drive yeah, you'll just you, you'll last probably a week. Um, just start eating the Russian; you'll be fine. Hey, pick up Max, eat him. That's mean. Potentially a good idea, but mean. Uh, and uh, also, there's no way the Russian is not the final survivor in that situation. Uh, oh, 100, he wins, hundred percent. He has a exactly. spanner. Everybody just slowly gets uh, spanned to death. Uh, now that's um, yeah, now that's an alternate take I'd watch. They go to Mars, and Steve Buscemi and the Russian guy slowly murder everyone. And end up living on Mars together, having a great that would time. Be an awesome film. Yeah, so it's like Knives Out mixed with Total Recall. Mm. I'm on board with that. Hundred percent. Oh, and you could and you could call you could just make it like a kind of a sideways sequel thing and call it Harmageddon. Nice, I like it. You're I really like good at this. It. You should I'm work a, in marketing. A, you should market <laughs> things for a living. Yeah. <laughs> This is the shit shit I live for. Ian gets all analytical. I just like to make, you know, sideways sequels. Sideways sequels with clever, witty taglines. Me, I like to read IMDb trivia. (laughs) Did you know that one of the entries for this film was that this is the twelfth last film before Bruce Willis went bald? I shit you not. That is an actual IMDb trivia. It's, it's funny you say that because I was convinced he was already bald in this film. Ditto. So when I rewatched yeah. it, I was like, "Oh, there's hair." Hundred percent. I could. I would have bet money that he was bald in this film. Um, and the biggest pile of bullshit: the thrusters don't work, so the Russian hits them with a spanner. Like I, ju- it, it's adding insult to unintelligible injury. Like. Just rewire it. Like, that's not satisfying. Hitting it with a spanner doesn't make me feel good. Or, phew, they made it. Still gets the best line of the film in that scene, though. Yeah. True. Yeah, very, very true. It's all made in Taiwan. Um, and I do like that 
even after Harry's on the surface, there is still interaction. Like, he radios, what the hell are you doing? Don't think I won't blow this up with you here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. So, yeah, I'll do it. I'll this do it. ain't going to be for nothing. Like, I, will, I, I will kill all of you and save my yeah. daughter. Um, but yeah, actually, that's exactly it. Um, and yeah. so the actual, you know, they, they take off, at, of course, at the 11th hour, the 11th second of the 11th hour. But yeah, it, so Bruce Willis, it's very, very emotional. He gets his remote and, you know, blah, 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 pushes the button. And the most 90s music video montage <clears throat> ever plays Oh, push, 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 it's push, like, push. Oh, it's obviously life flashing before his eyes, but it's like, wow, that is 90s. It's not even his life flashing before his eyes. It's some shit that hasn't happened yeah, yet as well. poses of him and Liv Tyler as well. It's just like... You got her at her wedding. Like, how are you remembering this? It's just like, I have to question all of this. This doesn't happen until the credits. But, uh, yeah, and then that was quite the spectacular explosion as well, wasn't it? Good. God. That is like it, it's it's like generations. It's like the fucking sun went supernova and it's a class yeah, five like, shockwave. You know, we're safe from the asteroid, but screwed what? from the shockwave. Yeah, that nuclear winter is going to be worse. All we needed was Deanna Troy to turn up and go. That will destroy everything in this system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As if stating the obvious. I just, oh man, the lines that Deanna were given. It's like, well, someone has to say this for the audience. De- Deanna's here. We'll get her to say it. <laughs> And then cut it later. Uh, uh, but you know what? I did not feel the two yeah. and a half hour runtime. They pack a lot into this movie. I'm glad it's that long. And I, I had so much fun. And I, I discovered something that I kind of knew. I love action films, but I love action films that are well written. And I don't mean plot and I don't mean science. The words in the order that they are used is what I mean. And this is a very succinctly and well-written film yeah other than the love story between i think the stuff that aj and apparently her name. uh uh grace Harry's yeah daughter. apparently billy grace. bob thornton who is yeah. a devil uh said to ben affleck at some point later on he was like yeah you know you were an extra and then titanic did well um, and the love story there and so they threw a love story into this because James Cameron is Michael Bay's idol um, and has been yes, on the record course, yeah. of saying yeah, yeah. this is like not he, tried, try, he wants to be the next James Cameron uh, and I suppose in terms of scale you could definitely see there is definitely comparisons to be made there um, James Cameron films tend to be better written uh, um, yeah they tend to have a bit more science behind them other than that door would have sustained both of them. Um, but yep. on the Titanic, but the, yeah. And they're just, they're, they are, there's better story in them. Definitely. But I think Michael Bay's are just as much a spectacle. They're just lacking the substance. I think, um, I can't remember the point I was trying to make. Um, yeah, I don't like that love story stuff, but which won't surprise anybody. I'm, I'm. I it just doesn't. I don't. The end of the world is enough for me. That's enough of a motivation. I don't need a love story at the same time. That doesn't. It doesn't oh, add I mean, any risk. I care enough about a human life. They don't have to be in love with another human being for me to value their survival. I, I more. don't know. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think that. 
So you think somebody's more worth saving because they no, have somebody the to go home to? No, I think the logic is you've got to put a... Like, when you have these cataclysmic, uh, you know, end-of-days type things, that can end up being quite, like, almost not steak... It can always be too big. Makes it more right? real. As in, like, you know, I can't really care. Earth's going yeah. to explode. Right. If my sweetheart back home, who I keep coming back to, she will die horribly if you fail. And I think that's maybe but, part of the logic. Same, actually, to use the Titanic thing here, there was enough in the fact that the Titanic sank and uh, 1,100 people went into the water and it was awful and it was horrible. But from a bums-on-seats point of view, you've got to follow a certain storyline or you've got to follow a certain set of characters. Um, and I think this film, for its flaws, I think it actually does it well enough. But I think the main thing is Grace and Harry. I think it's it's Grace and her father, even though AJ is the love interest. Yeah, that's better. So I don't disagree yeah. with you. But I think the, the subtle difference is that Titanic is... Titanic is the story of Jack and Rose and then the ship sinks around them. But this is the story of an of a asteroid hitting Earth. I I think there's enough human element in there. Like, give Billy Bob a family. Um, focus on, yeah, Bruce and Bruce and Liv Tyler. That's, that's enough story for me. I didn't need the shoehorned love story. But that's just because I don't like romances. But there you go. That's all right. Yes, I I have spoken to many of the people in your life who have confirmed this. That uh... any final thoughts, guys? Have you covered off everything? Can you have you had your piece? Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I'd say is there's some interesting choices from a score perspective, but I'm I'm not I'm not going to get it, into that it. now. I, it's just I, I'm still no, I'm still kind of I need to listen to it. Um, yeah, there's 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 some quite like ethnic choices okay, on instrumentation which is slightly suge- I haven't quite worked out yet but um, yeah and the actual version of the Aerosmith song we hear at the totally end is like a country yeah, version almost more instrumental totally different yeah so I need to go away and like do some thinking on that but I don't know if I like it or not I've I just thought it had one felt a little out of place at times which one surprise anybody oh, I don't yeah. the Armageddon theme I had the soundtrack years ago so there's just on they had a soundtrack that was mostly vocal like Aerosmith and everything mm. um, uh, but the final track was the theme from Armageddon by Trevor and it is pretty stirring but maybe that could be just that yeah. cut of it you know from what I remember a lot of the score is just covered by explosions <laughs> so I, I did block away a lot well, of it yeah you'd lose you'd, you do lose a lot of it with it just being more ambient yeah. filler noise but yeah, that's my last thought. The only other thing I'd say is I felt like I needed to lie down after watching it. Pretty intense, isn't it? I went straight to bed. Because it, it's, it's an assault on the on the yeah. senses. I've, and that's what I really remember about seeing it in the cinema was like, it just felt like stuff was coming out of that screen yeah. at you like every two seconds. This would have been 3D. Which probably is, which is why, you know what, it's probably a kind of archetypical summer blockbuster it is film. well it um, fits into our category really well this is one of those defining quintessential summer blockbusters yeah um it yeah, it, totally it feels good. like the entire film is played on one and a half speed doesn't it it's like it's yeah. it's been put on fast forward <laughs> so, whoa shit what's going on <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh, i love it i was fully ready to yawn my way through it and say it's cheesy it's shit but i thoroughly enjoyed it i 
if you just take the action out and just give me the scenes between people, um, I would still watch this film. I love it. I think the shuttles are. I think the actual the, the visual effects of the shuttles are fantastic. It gave me, yeah, it, holds it up gave well. me yeah. super Star Trek vibes of uh, space battle. Yay! Put some lasers on those ships. Put laser beams on their heads. Lasers. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Thought it was thought it was great fun. Um, it's everything we've picked apart. I've actually enjoyed picking it apart. Yes. But it doesn't make me like the film any less. It is purely, it knows what it is. It is a popcorn film. It is a pizza movie. Yeah. It is. And that's why the love story is there. It's so that you can have a weep at the end and everything. Oh, they got my children. It's all lovely and everything. Yeah. And uh, one last thing, that last thing. So Michael Bay is of the opinion that once your villain is dead, the movie's over. So he was like, no, 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 movie ends on the tarmac. That's done. It's done. Yes, ben man. Affleck said, I've got a Super 8 camera. Will we, do a, will we do a wedding? And Ben Affleck filmed the wedding scenes on ah, his own Super 8 camera. That makes sense. Yes. That's really cool. And then, yeah, reluctantly put it over the credits. So it's actually, ah, oh, fair play. Is yeah, this man. technically Ben Affleck's first directing gig? So 100%. Yeah. He should have partial directing credit. Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure Michael Bay would be absolutely fine with sharing. Yeah, sharing credit with a young Ben Affleck before he'd done <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, that that's my biggest takeaway from our discussion is that I'm not sure Michael Bay actually did anything. I don't think he did. Because every, everyone did stuff, like whether it was character-wise or shooting. He didn't even film the end of the movie. Ben Affleck did. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> love it. Um, no, I think I've said everything. I love it. I've said everything I need to say about it. Pleasantly surprised. Um, next week, Independence Day? Yes. Yeah. Love it. Which, unsurprisingly, was lined up immediately after I finished. So, it's on Disney+, Plus. Um, all of this. Um, and it lined up Independence Day straight away. It exactly knew its audience. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good choice I, I watched Resurgence again recently oh, and I have some thoughts on it but oh. that's mainly to do with uh, choices that were made but the original was yes, great was. I love it First were you a part of Resurgence Did you were you on that film was I what on, were you on that film Resurgence did you do any interesting oh man let's fuck that let's just let's just do Resurgence <laughs> for our 90 summer blockbuster um cool all right, Albie, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Fun as always. Everything sounds smart. Sure. I'm not sure about that. It's hard to be smart about a film like this. <laughs> it makes you honest. feel smarter, at least. Bang, bang, boom, oh. boom, with a doctorate. Yes, I'm smarter than this movie. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com, and check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.